Hi guys, it's Deborah Marie Rodriguez and I'm back with Deborah Marie Rodriguez podcast and I am on season two of Singles and Celibacy. This is episode four and I am here and I'm going to be talking about in this episode, I'm going to be talking about uh, sex and self-esteem. All right. And I want to get into this topic uh, because this is very important when you're single, when you're dating someone new, um, starting that experience over with someone new, especially after maybe not having not dating for a while or coming into a new relationship with someone else that you've just met. So that's important for me to want to uh, really get into in this specific episode. So when we talk about, you know, sex and self-esteem, a lot of people um, have, you know, intimate partners <clears throat> and they still have low self-esteem, you know, and the reason being is because a lot of people got into sex, they started having sex as a pressure thing. Um, Maybe they were introduced to it. This was something that they felt that they needed to do to get closer to their specific spouse or show show their spouse that they had, uh, show their spouse um, that they loved them some type of way. So what they did was they um, they basically uh, had sex, you know, use sex as a way to to bring that into that relationship. All right. So sometimes when you bring sex into the relationship, or you you're engaging in sex with a person, oftentimes this person you know makes you it makes you feel that you it makes you feel that you are loved you know this is what you need to do to be loved in that relationship and so many relationships base their base their love or what love is on sex all right and so you get into these relationships you don't have any um you don't have any self-esteem you really don't love this person you're just having sex with this person you know and you don't have any love or really any emotions toward this person and so it's very important to take that time even take that time to be to yourself during this celibacy and that's what i'm talking about that's why singles and celibacy is very important too because singles and celibacy is not just relationship you know oh don't have sex with the person stop having sex because it's not you know honoring to god no it's more than that it's about really rebuilding yourself and really working on yourself as a whole in your singleness and oftentimes so many people um oftentimes so many people neglect working on themselves when it comes to relationships they neglect working on themselves when it comes to relationships so they hop from one relationship to one relationship and they go from another relationship and they just get into these same relationships over and over and they don't work on the actual 
thing that they need to work on in their relationships, which is actually dealing with their self-esteem, their insecurities, their loneliness, you know, and they don't, oftentimes they don't do that. They just move on to the next person and they continue to go into this same vicious cycle of not having self-esteem, getting into bad uh, relationships because they don't have self-esteem. And that's very, that, that can be very toxic. You know, it can be very toxic moving from relationship to relationship and you have not dealt with yourself and you have not dealt with your, um, what you need to deal with. And most times people grow up with, you know, low self-esteem and self-esteem issues in sex is sometimes people who had a history of childhood sexual abuse or they had a history of uh, watching, you know, porn as a child, sexual harassment, something like that. Uh, basically, sexual exploitation as a child, as a teen, or whatever. And what happens is they go into this lifestyle very um, with low self-esteem, and so they might come off as if, as if they are. Uh, they might come off as if they have self-esteem because they're talking to these you know, different men and women. They're able to swing on poles, you know, they're able to do all these things and they're open, um, very, very open. And they don't have, they're not uncomfortable when it comes to sex. So you might think, oh, well, they have so much confidence. Everything is, is good. You know, everything is good with them, but not really. They have issues with their self-esteem. They had issues with all these other problems. And this causes them to go into these relationships. This causes them to, to just talk to whoever. This causes them to be numb. This causes them to not care about having multiple partners and all this stuff. They don't really care about that because they've already gotten used to, you know, doing whatever anyway. And so that's when we go back into the standard, you know, comparing people who actually have a standard for themselves versus people who decide, you know what, hey, it doesn't matter. I'm just gonna do whatever, uh, I'm just gonna do whatever I wanna do. I'm just gonna live however I wanna live. And we gotta think about that. You know, some people have standards and some people don't have standards. Everybody doesn't have a specific um, standard. And the reason they don't have a standard for themselves and the reason why they don't care is simply because they don't, they don't really feel like they have to. You know, and so when I meet people and I see they they just don't care, like they don't have any, you know, moral conviction of anything. Everything is just open and out there. And some people, their excuse is, well, I'm young. You know, I don't want to be tied down to anyone. I'm young. And other people, they just don't care. And so what you have to realize is you cannot force people to have the same moralistic standard or conviction that you have. Just like we, you can't force them to have that same conviction. They can't force you to feel the way you feel, feel the way they feel about, you know, being, doing all this stuff. They feel that they are living a liberated life, you know, uh, by being able to 
do whatever they want to do anytime they want to do it. They don't have any conviction for it. So everybody has a different conviction when it comes to sex. Everybody has a different conviction when it comes to not even just sex, many things in our life. We all don't have the same conviction. And that's what I look at. Like my conviction might be stronger than yours in certain areas. Your conviction might be stronger than mine in certain areas. And this is why certain people have like a religious, you know, they go into this, okay, well, you can't wear pants things as if you're going to go to hell for wearing a pair of pants or you're going to go to hell for not covering your head. And they have a specific conviction that you might not have. And so you have to understand that, like, they don't wear makeup because when they did wear makeup, they were into lust. They were, you know, going, having the Jezebel and Delilah lifestyle. It was leading them to have vanity. And this is why they didn't wear makeup and they didn't wear that. So everybody has a specific conviction. Um, and, but the, the, the main thing that is happening with, you know, with sex and premarital sex and all this stuff is you might not see the destruction that's happening when you are attaching yourself to someone before marriage or when you are attaching yourself to someone um, that is toxic. You might not see the, the, you might not see the, the issue yet. You might not see the destruction happening. You might not see um, what's happening or you might not, you might not see it yet. You might not even feel it yet, but eventually, eventually you're going to feel it. Eventually you're going to see it in something else in different areas of your life. You know, I'm not saying, I'm not saying like some people, they like with porn, you know, you hear this story, these stories about porn and how certain people did porn and how porn affected their relationships you know porn affected their marriages porn affected um their self-esteem you know uh porn affected their sexuality for some people you know porn made them feel ashamed and and uh, ashamed and you know during sex i remember this guy i was dating i was actually about seven was i how old was i like 18 maybe I just turned 18 and this was a this was the the um I lost well I lost my I'm trying to think of how to explain I lost my virginity by this guy but we didn't really have sex basically the his penis went in one time took it out and um that was it we did not have we did not actually go into the act of penetration I did my you know my yes my um I know this is personal, I'm sorry, you guys, but yes, my, a lot of people say your chair, you know, like, yeah, it bled, but it didn't bleed from penetration, it bled because of fingering and, you know, other things that was, was going on, uh, that's when it happened, and I remember that time it actually bled, and then I was able to put a tampon and all that stuff, but it, it, it didn't, uh, bleed from the act of actual, uh, penetration, so that's not when I first bled, okay, but this person, I would say this person did um, take my virginity because it did go in. Even though we didn't go into the act of full penetration, it did go in. But my first actual sexual experience was with another guy um, when I was 19. And um, 
that's what I when I actually actually had a first my first sexual experience and we, I actually was was laughing I thought it was funny I was like this is what it feels like literally in the middle of sex I was like this is what it feels like this is like nothing I'm thinking you know I'm thinking this is gonna be just amazing like this is it you know and this was like just my first time this this happened so but the anyway the the uh, ex-boyfriend that you know the first time it was inside of me that I know this sounds so weird you guys I'm so sorry if you are under age please um you know skip but anyway uh the guy while we I remember being in his room and he wanted me to watch um he wanted me to watch porn with him before we started to have sex you know he put on this like porn video and he wanted me to kind of watch it watch it before we started with getting ready to have sex and I was like you know I don't want to watch that I don't really what's the point of watching this like I don't want to watch it so he was trying to like put it on so oftentimes that but that wasn't the first time I was introduced to porn uh, the first time I, I think I told you guys it was um, somebody I knew I was I was laying down um, on the floor and uh, some a family member someone I knew was actually watching it on the TV and I saw it from the TV in the mirror and it was some women going wild or something and they lifted up their boobs um, you know they had they were like having sex and they like you know lifted up their shirt and stuff like that and so and then it was like I guess they were like having sex with the men and that was the first time that I saw something like that you know and it gave me this weird feeling and so when I would see things like that I would have this like you know weird little feeling down there you know I was like oh my gosh you know so it would kind of get me into this you know horny uh feel mood and to be like only nine years old at the time that wasn't good you know that wasn't really good having those type of feelings and emotions and feeling those type of things so sometimes you don't have to be sexually active to actually know um to know about sex or to actually know what to do during sex you know i was at 16 i remember like i was sexting guys like my boyfriend at the time and i was sexting him in the messages and we were talking about all kind of stuff you know and yes i was i had been like sexually abused and i went through like a lot of stuff you know i'll just say that but um i i knew a lot of i knew like i was very experienced in a lot of stuff like i knew how to create pictures and images and different things and i remember my ex-boyfriend this is the same one that i end up finally meeting uh when I was 18, he was like, "You are you sure you a virgin? You know, because you don't sound you don't you don't sound like you a virgin, you know." And I was like, "Yes, I'm a virgin. I've never like had, you know, vaginal penetration uh, before. I've never had a sex before. I'm I never even." So I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm a virgin, you know." And this is something that I want to say. Purity and virginity are two different things, you guys. A lot of people think because they're virgins and they've never had sex that they are pure. They think that because they've never had sex that they are 
living a lifestyle of purity. And I, I defer, I talk about this so much because so many women who has lost their virginity, they feel so bad and they get picked on and bullied by women who are still virgins. And those women who are still virgins are so nasty. They're so nasty through text messages. They're so nasty. They're sending nudes. They're texting their boyfriend so nasty. And then they are walking around saying how they're virgins, but they don't live a lifestyle of purity. Being a virgin and living a lifestyle of purity <clears throat> is very different. You know, I remember when I lost, lost my virginity, um, we were at a restaurant <clears throat> and this guy said, uh, you don't look like you're, you don't look like you lost your virginity. I was like, what is that supposed to look like? He was like, you just look so like, you know, like you just don't look like, it. you know, when most people, I guess when they start, losing going into the clubs and stuff you know they start like dressing half naked and stuff and all this different stuff and I mean some women dress like that and then during the day they don't look like that at all you know they have like nice sweaters on covered up so it it really has nothing to do with um the way you look but he mentioned to me he said you know you don't look you don't I don't get that from you that you are like you are doing that you know and this is why you see some people they pop up pregnant and you're like what uh you're like what they're pregnant you know they don't even look like they were having sex and so your people are like they don't even look like you know they were they were doing anything or they were having sex and it's because they probably they you can't see that you know you can't see um you can't see that part of them you know, people have a good way of hiding things. And this is why I talk I talk the way I talk about when it comes to, you know, homosexuality and how people, you know, judge the outside appearance. And you can look at someone and you can hear them talking and you can, you know, you, can, you, you look at them and you're like, oh, okay, you know what, they're homosexual. But when it comes to someone who is fornicating or in a lifestyle of, fornication you don't you can't see or you can't tell unless you're you can tell spiritually you can see somebody's like yeah okay I can see that on them you know I meet people I can see it but other than that you're not going to judge them right away you don't even want to judge them anyone right away really but you're not going to see that directly up close because it's in their hidden lifestyle so, so many people are often more likely to judge you with what they can see about you. And some people who see spiritual also judge, you know, because they can see, they can see things spiritual about someone, you know, so... It just depends on what you're looking at. So people don't realize and they judge. They think, oh, she 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 lost her she hasn't lost her virginity yet. She's worth all of this. And then but she but yet she's giving away her innocence in other ways, you know? And that's why we it's very important for us to talk about how God can restore that onto your life, how God can restore that virginity. You know, how God can restore the um, 
the the he can restore all of that stuff from your past and he can restore and he can cleanse you you know and so that's what we need to talk about you can have you can be a born again version again you can be a born again um where you're born again and you decide to start over through celibacy you know because you go long enough and you take yourself on that journey you go long enough without having sex you're going your body is going to be your body is going to revert back to as if you never had sex again you're going to be you're it's going to be hard for you it's going to you're going to uh it's, it's almost like you're doing kegels again you're going to be you know tight there again it's going to probably hurt when you have sex i mean i yeah, i've experienced that where i went a long period of time uh without having sex and um it was it hurt really bad when i was trying to do it again um you know and thank god it was situations where i could have lost my virginity you know early on and when i was in the middle of sex the guy it just couldn't go it would not go in it was almost like god was stopping it and i remember one guy he almost tried to go in and it literally one of his veins popped i talked about it in a book one of his veins popped and he said ouch and he was bleeding and he said what was that i said i don't know but i saw i saw a light flash and his he said oh and i saw the light flash at the same time and i know it was it was god's holy spirit uh blocking that situation from happening because this guy was very toxic uh very very toxic uh in my life i was 17 he was 19 at the time and i was on like a really uh really distracted road. I mean, yes, he gave me like world, you know, but we didn't we didn't do anything and I thank God we didn't do anything because that was a, that was something that I did not I would have gotten myself into something crazy, you know, and God protects us. God tries to protect us and I I wrote about that in my book how the Lord protected me in that situation. And it was it was so many supernatural things that happened to me. You would think that you know god isn't there and watching you and he's not there with you and he's been there all along you know and god was protecting me in so many situations and even that ex i remember when i was 18 where it didn't go in he he it didn't happen because he was trying to put it in and it went like i felt it you know you feel it and then he's he stopped and he said I can't I can't do this I just and I was like what's wrong he said I I I just he felt bad he said I just can't you know and to for him to have that conviction in the middle of where he could have just took it all and risked it all and didn't even care he didn't and you know the lord showed me the lord said these got these men are not your husband this is not your husband can you imagine god loving you that much you know and even after even after um even after I did you know those the other times I did those were not my husband either but um that was those those men were not my husband either but but um God was trying to tell me you know But yeah, so even during that time where 
I wanted to let this happen, God wasn't allowing me to let that happen for a specific reason. And the reason being was because he knew that these men didn't have the best interest for me. He knew that. So sometimes God can be trying to protect you from certain things and certain people. And sometimes he'll do it in a supernatural way where he will allow certain things to intervene in your life to block certain things from happening. And that's that's what he did for, for me. He blocked certain things that were ha- was happening in my life. And he allowed those things to be avoided so that I would... I would not experience that. And so this is how I know God was real in my life. This is how I knew the Lord was real. Because even in the situation where, like, I would hear him say little things. And he would always, even even though I was just figuring out that, hey, you know, I knew he was there. But even though I was figuring out that, hey, you know, God is speaking to me. He would block things and he would show me things supernaturally even in that time for me to know that it was him, you know? And so that that's how I know God, God really cares and he loves me um, so much, you know, because he protected me from so many of these people that were coming in to just take and they just wanted to take, that's it. They just wanted to take. And the Lord revealed to me, he said, the, you know that these men just, they don't love you. They just want to take it and they just want it in the moment and they want to see how it feels and they want to see how good it is. And God would block these specific men from coming in my life. Oh, and if they did come in my life, he would remove these men from coming in my life, you know? And this is why I'm so passionate about this um, topic and this subject because so many women and men are feeling like this. You know, you're feeling like you're just having sex with whoever. You're feeling like you're just giving it up because, you know, somebody wants to meet up with you. Somebody wants to see you. So you're just giving it up to that person, you know. Um, you don't want to give it up to that person and you really want to have self-control. And I'm talking to the men specifically, too, because a lot of you men, you don't want to really have sex. You want to wait. You know, you want to wait till marriage. But you feel like if you don't have sex, then you're less than a man. Or, you know, you, you your guys are going to, uh, they're going to get mad at you for not having sex. So it can be anything as to why a lot of people are upset. You know, it can be anything um, to why people might, people, people will get upset. People will get upset that you might not want to have sex or you might not want to give yourself away. And you have to act, you have to tell yourself, hey, this is still my standard. You know, I'm still going to stick to this. I'm going to stick to, I'm going to stick to this because this is what I believe and this is going to help me. So sex is not, you know, this podcast is not just to tell, tell y'all don't do, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. If you do this, you're going to hell. If you, no, no, no. This is, this is to build development and to build yourself spiritually and this is a part of it this is a part of your spiritual journey a lot of people don't think that they think you know you fast and pray 
no, having self-control and, and allowing yourself to refrain from certain things is a form of building self-control. And that's a form of building your spirituality. You're building a discipline. And that's what this is about. This this series, this podcast uh, series is all about building discipline. And that's what most of my lessons are, is to teach you guys from different aspects of your life certain things that you can work on to help yourself in different areas of your life to build yourself and to grow spiritually okay so i want to pray for anybody if you're if you've been feeling like low self-esteem if you're struggling with you know porn addiction or sexual or sex addiction that's very important for me to mention that um because sex addiction is real a lot of you guys might not know that you have a sex addiction um because you are always you've always been in a relationship you've always been having sex and you go to the next person to the next person and you don't realize uh, that you have it until you get into an area of your life where you have to refrain uh, from it and so you, some of you guys don't realize that you actually have that you know and I'm not speaking for someone if you're married usually sex addiction doesn't apply to someone who is married Um, But actually it does because some people who are married, they still watch porn. You know, they are addicted to porn. Um, They are addicted to other women. And so they buy prostitutes. They go watch sex workers and buy sex. And so that's a sex addiction. And so it means that no matter, you can have someone in your face and having sex with them and you can still have a sex addiction. And that's something that is destroying many lives and many families and um i'm hoping that these podcasts can help with people who are actually struggling through that so let me go ahead and pray i want to go ahead and pray for you um dear heavenly father we come today god i come i'm here and you're here with us and i just pray right now i'm lifting up anyone who is going through a issue of self-esteem and anyone that is going through a sex addiction or an issue regarding sex addiction, low self-esteem and porn addiction. Lord, I'm praying for them right now and I pray that you be the deliverer in their life. I pray that you fill the void of this, of what they're going through, God, and that you begin to wash them clean from anything from their past. God, I pray that you begin to clear their mind and their thoughts from the the discrepancies that have come into their life through porn, through sex addiction, through sexual abuse, or through sexual exploitation. Lord, I pray that you just clear those memories and you give them new memories right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you walk with them in this time and you help them to grow in a way to gain spiritual discipline regarding sex and that you teach them and you show them the beauty of how beautiful it will be when you're with your spouse or with the person that you're supposed to be with. Lord, show them the beauty and the glory and why you created sex for marriage and give them a new mindset as to why it's purpose for that specific purpose. It's not that it's a bad thing. It's that it's purpose for a specific a specific group to reproduce and to create 
glory and to show you through you through it it shouldn't be brutal it shouldn't be where women and men are exploited and sex is exploited and sold that's not your purpose that was never your purpose for sex where pornographic images and children are passed around and sold through platforms and dark pages that wasn't your purpose for sex your purpose for sex was marriage and for sex to be glorified so that you we can multiply so god let us see the purity in sex again let us see the beauty in sex again um, and be able to live up to that standard in jesus name amen well I love you guys so much. I'm so glad I can have this intimate moment here on my podcast with you guys. And I know this is an awkward conversation. I know that talking about this is very awkward for a lot of people, especially men. You know, some of uh, men, you might be dealing with like erectile dysfunction because of masturbation. Um, But God wants to heal you from that today. God wants to really um, heal you and allow you to be able to start over so that when you see someone (laughs) you're attracted to you know you're you're not going to be having to get on pills and viagra as an older person you're going to be healthy and sometimes that comes with us going on these type of journeys you know that comes with us going through these type of things and allowing ourselves to have that self-control so that God can reverse some of these things that are happening in our lives, you know? And a lot of things that we need in our life right now is just, we just need to take, you know, a break from certain things. We just need to gain discipline and self-control in certain areas. And that is actually the cure to many certain things that we're going through, you know? So take this time, you guys continue to listen. Uh, go to the next episode and listen. You can listen every week. You can do these back to back, whatever works for you. You know, you can do it in a time span, whatever works for you. But you guys, um, I love you guys so much. I am here for you on this journey. And I'm praying that these um, episodes really help you this year and um, help you to see this from another perspective. Alrighty, well, I will see you all in the next episode. Bye-bye.